0: Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Mary Bland building in beautiful Midtown, Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark, with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Nocturna and Blood Theater. I'm the granddaughter of Count Dracula. Welcome back to the old podcast, everybody. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Yeah, ooh, we got a couple of uh, special movies tonight to talk about.
1: (laughs) Oh boy, I, I can't say I loved these films.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nocturna and Blood Theater—not to be confused with Theater of Blood. No,
1: not very, by very a different damn film. sight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my, I I don't even know where to start with these. They were, well, let's, they let's, were
0: something. Yeah, start right off. If you look them up online, they list them as horror comedies, is what the, they're under, and. Neither one is very funny.
1: No, not really. <laughs> at all. There might be a couple chuckles.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, let's start off with Nocturna. Okay. Uh, I had high hopes for this. Me too. As being a, a fun, campy, 70s, horror-related, you know, cheap movie.
1: I mean, Dracula at the Disco, come
0: on. Yeah. And it was all of that except the fun part. Uh, <laughs> This thing, oh, geez, 1979, so right at the very tail end of the disco era, and, oh, geez, it was, well, the plot is basically Dracula owes back taxes in Transylvania, so he opens up his castle as a hotel. Right. And, of course, it has a bar and a club in it, and Dracula's granddaughter, Nocturna, loves disco, and they hire this band for whatever the event is, and... She falls in love with the guitar player in the band,
1: and she apparently falls in love with dancing. Yeah, and she di- she discovers that while she is dancing, but only while she is dancing, she becomes human because she yeah. can see her reflection. She becomes when mortal she's dancing. while she's dancing.
0: Yeah. So against Dracula's wishes, she decides she's going to move to America with this guitarist, and guitarists are always trouble, and <laughs> uh, start a new life as a human. Yes and shenanigans begin
1: but you know she doesn't do this very well anyway before we get into that so who who
0: is in this film there rob well the star nocturna is uh a woman called her name is nai bonet
1: and and i'm sorry but this woman cannot act her way out of anything oh god no she's horrible
0: apparently she was um she's vietnamese and she had some notoriety in the early 70s as a belly dancer I think she even worked in Vegas. Uh, she did actually did a few movies, but yeah, yeah. You, know.
1: you know what? I can see that she would be a belly dancer because she she could do some moves, and she did a lot of spinning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lots but
1: of lots of spinning at the
0: disco. Good belly dancer, not much of a disco dancer.
1: Yeah, and and not much of an actor.
0: Yeah. Now the other people in this, uh, Theodore Gottlieb, or brother Theodore. Pe- uh, some people might have heard of him, crotchety old uh, comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, Cy Richardson, he was in, oh geez, Repo Man, Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law, and the R-rated Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And I think the R-rated fairy tales that came out in the 70s, he was in those also. Okay. He was the um, fairy godfather in The Cinderella. <laughs> oh, gotcha. But the big names are uh, John Carradine. Right. And De Carlo, Right. John Carradine is, of course... He is Dracula. Dracula, and reportedly he's wearing the Dracula suit that he wore in House, uh, House of Dracula, I think, or House of Frankenstein. Okay, one of those. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that was just something I picked up. Oh, also, there's a couple other people in this. A couple other uh, cult faces you might recognize. A guy named Jerry Sroka. He was in Godspell. S R O K A. Okay. He was the guy in Godspell with the the. Kind of the heavy set guy with the big curly hair and the big mustache, like a live action Mario.
1: Oh, is that the one that looked like Bob from that 70s show? Yeah. 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 That's the guy. <laughs> it's not Bob from that no. 70s show, but it it's looked like guy him from for a God's second. Film. Yeah.
0: And then Erwin Keyes. He was in, he was a cop in the Warriors. He was in House of a Thousand Corpses. He was in dozens of things in the 70s. Okay. Probably hundreds of things in the 70s. Henchman guy, basically. Yeah. Carradine, John Carradine and Yvonne DiCarlo. Ooh, you know it's it's always sad to see these big, old big Hollywood stars reduced to you know this kind of crap. Yeah. Late in their career, and John Carradine and Von Decarlo actually did I don't know five or six movies together, maybe more mm-hmm. throughout the years. Least of which were well the Munsters TV show. He was Herman's boss, mm-hmm. and uh, they were both in Ten Commandments, I believe, and a few others. But this was the last time they worked together last film they did.
1: Oh, okay. He was looking like he was not feeling so great in this film.
0: Yeah, by the seventies, uh late seventies anyway, his his arthritis got horrible. God, his hands really looked bad. mangled.
1: Yeah, poor guy.
0: And uh but he still was working though. Know? Oh yeah. I mean good on him. Yeah. Cat was a professional. He was working. he worked almost until the day he died, I wow. believe. He'd work from a hospital bed.
1: Well I think that's what he did in
0: in uh ice pirates wow i think uh, i'd have That's to go back and research that oh this movie is something else it is the acting for everybody except carrie and, and carlo and uh well a couple of the people who you know like they the, were kind uh, of okay. they were they were all right yeah but everybody else is just stiff wooden the delivery is horrible yeah oh brother theodore plays he's basically the renfield igor character
1: oh my god you know he's supposed to be the comic relief pretty much Even though everything he says is is pretty terrible, really.
0: Well, it's just it's supposed to be
1: over the top terrible because he's he's lusting after Nocturna and he wants to take over for you know he wants Dracula to be dead so he can take over as Nocturna's you know I guess husband or whatever but he thinks he's going to put her in her place and he's going to rule the castle and he he says the craziest things about her and and lusting after her and, and it's, it's just, like it's, it's and he's a werewolf right well they say
0: that but you never see you never him see the only
1: thing you see is like some fur on his hand yeah. one day but he is it's absurd well it's he's not even funny written. the I mean, way he no, says it no. it's not funny the way he delivers it it's, it's like just... somebody
0: wrote a joke that they thought was funny and nobody else did yeah and they put it in the movie right. and that's the way his dialogue is and he goes back and forth between lusting after her
1: Nocturna. You shall be
0: mine. Come hell or holy water. And then wanting to kill her. Holy, ah! <laughs> oh, filth,
1: unspeakable face. Oh, go to hell.
0: <laughs> and it makes no sense. No, not at mean. all. I
1: guess that's just, you know, unstable dude. You know, and as for her, when she decides she wants to be human, she wants to try and live a normal life she goes to the states comes to the states and the first thing she does is leave the the boyfriend and go stay with her friend slash dracula's ex-girlfriend lover De carlo <laughs> yeah and when she stays there then of course she hooks up with like the entire direct or the entire vampire community uh, yeah. discussing the blood issues and and how everybody's on drugs and uh, it's it's so bizarre okay the best part the best part about this entire movie the bats
0: oh i was, I was still gonna <laughs> save that but yeah when they transform into bats oh it is hilarious that is the funniest thing it is it goes to a cartoon to cheap bad kid-like animation mm-hmm. of them turning into bats and then a close-up of a like a a kids drawn bat coming yeah. at the camera. It, yes, that it's, it's worth terrible. watching it just to see the the bat transformation. It does it a couple <laughs> of times, You're, and it just takes you completely. What? Ugh! What? What you is know? that?
1: It's horrible, but it made me laugh. It's awesome every time.
0: Yeah, that's the that is the best thing about the movie.
1: Yeah, and of course Dracula is not pleased that she's here, so he has to come and come and bring yeah, so her. So he home.
0: comes after her, and and shenanigans ensue. Yeah not to give away the ending but yeah I can't really remember the ending so that's how, <laughs> that's how great the movie was
1: that's horrible <laughs> there's a bit with the cross
0: and uh and Dracula and the boyfriend and well he
1: he gives into the he gives into her let's staying. her go, yeah
0: let's her stay in america and he goes back with Ivana Carlo or something yes there the couple of interesting things though about this there there is one redeeming bit in this there is the one nude scene yeah. Which any grindhouse drive in cult movie has got to have a nude scene.
1: This is true. Or it's not worth its But it really know. is kind of it's nearly ruined by by Brother Theodore and his peaking, lurking yeah. peeking, whatever uh, going and it's, on. It's not
0: gratuitous either. You just see a a couple of boob shots of her taking a bath and it's it could have been a lot more gratuitous.
1: It could have been, yeah.
0: It was kind of
1: pretty. The, fun... the outfits she has lots oh, of she really has cool some great outfits. outfits. Yeah, now, she has some amazing outfits.
0: The coolest thing, well, not the coolest thing, but the most interesting thing about that though, the the nude bathing scene mm-hmm. and a lot of the interiors of Dracula's castle mm-hmm. were shot in an old church. Oh, okay. And they didn't tell them they were going to shoot a nude scene in the church.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> How ironic. Yeah, vampires so... in the church.
0: But you know, it was a and great nude. set you know, it's a great looking setting for a castle though. Yeah. Yeah. It looked, you know, it was, I don't know what church it was, but
1: oh, it looked nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: another real cool thing that I thought was, uh, and this is guerrilla filmmaking, you know, when she's walking through Times Square, that extended long walk.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, the cab drops her off and I don't know why it didn't take her right to the disco, yeah, but it dropped yeah. her off like 20 blocks from the disco.
1: Yeah. She takes a cab cause she's going to be late and she gets there and walks forever. Man. yes
0: but that whole bit of her walking
1: mm-hmm.
0: apparently none of those people that came up to her and talked to her were actors they're all real people they just put really? a, a wire they put a wired mic on her and she just walked
1: wow that's pretty crazy so that
0: I, i'm guessing that guy who was trying to hit on her and walked for a couple blocks with her uh-huh was not part of the movie
1: <laughs> did he like sign anything i wonder oh probably that is not so freaking weird yeah
0: they didn't care they were in and out you know yeah
1: how bizarre
0: <laughs> another thing the disco at the end the starship discovery disco was the name oh, of the place God. yeah it was a three-story disco hmm. Uh and is open in 77 mm-hmm. but it closed right around the time of the film's release in 79 wow. and it, they had it, um built it or opened it to try to compete with studio 54 mm-hmm. and it didn't it did not no. but it was all space themed Huh. So, they're trying to cash in on the Star Wars Close Encounters thing. At well, the time, I would have too. loved to
1: have uh, seen that.
0: Yeah, that would have been pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Just because.
0: Now, also this year, 79, there were like uh, five or six other vampire films released the same year. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird. Because um, it wasn't like a vampire craze going on like Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was Dracula with Langella, then the um, Nosferatu with Klaus Kinski. Love at First Bite, one of my all-time favorites. Yep. Uh One called Dracula Blows is Cool. <laughs> and then Salem's Lot was also ah, released. Gotcha. It was, it's kind of weird. It's like the year of the vampire, you know?
1: Well, none of them can hold a candle to Nocturna. I'm a vampire.
0: No, 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 oh, no. Oh, my. This thing, whew, yeah. yeah. The trailer makes it really look like it's gonna be kind of super cheesy and fun yeah it does and it's just falls not. short of being really fun it's not yeah it it had a lot of long lingering scenes and uh oh you know i think there's a couple other nude bits when they go to the um the whorehouse oh but it real quick yeah. t- also too
1: yeah the whorehouse isn't really a whorehouse it's a it poses vampire, as a whorehouse yeah. but it's actually a bloodhouse.
0: yeah they're vampire prostitutes and they feed on the guys that come in there.
1: Yeah. Well, they don't just feed on them. They like drain them. They drain them and, and yeah, save so they the blood. Save the blood yeah. for other vampires.
0: Vampire pimp.
1: Oh, the vampire pimp. I forgot okay. the vampire pimp. The vampire That's pimp Cy Richardson. is second best to the bats. Yeah. Although it's hard to make him second best because he was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the vampire pimp. He was pretty pretty darn cool.
0: Vampire pimp and the bat transformations are the reason to see the movie. Yeah. And maybe the clothes, if you're into that. Yeah, yeah, she did have some really... I mean, she's a good-looking woman, and there's great yeah. outfits. Yes, indeed. Uh, she was also one of the writers of this thing. That's yeah,
1: terribly sad.
0: Yeah. So, I'm sorry for her. Yeah. We can see why her career didn't take off.
1: Yes, yes, we can. Oh, my. You know, it's not very often that I say don't waste your time, and I'm not going to say it on this either, because you should, <laughs> you should definitely and make your, make own, your own, decision. own decision and make your own opinion, but... I will say, like uh, some of our friends often say, (laughs) I was not the audience for this movie. (laughs) And maybe
0: it's not a bad movie. It was just misunderstood. There you go.
1: (laughs) That's for our friends.
0: Okay. This we watched on, was it Pluto? New channel we found on the... No, Plex. 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 Yeah, Pluto we've had for a while. Yeah. Plex is a new channel we found on the TV, on the...
1: Yeah, we talked about it in a previous podcast
0: and yes uh, it was
1: still it was pretty dark um but i mean it was it was not horrible as far as being able to see it it was certainly not a great copy no but it was it was watchable i
0: think it's on youtube also so Mm. it's really easy to see you know should you choose to do so
1: yes but please do watch it and let us know what you think if you watch it (laughs) yeah Yeah, if uh if it had
0: if it had a lot more nudity in it i think it would have saved it a little more (laughs)
1: Well, a lot more nudity is always going to save it for you. Oh, well, yeah, of course.
0: But I mean, you know, seriously though, it,
1: it's Okay, look. I don't hurt me for saying this, uh-huh. but all the nudity in the world is not going to save me well, from being bored watching no, no. this movie. It wouldn't
0: have saved it, but it would have given a little more push, you know? Because it's it's like you're expecting it. I it's, need a vampire's, some plot. Yeah, it's a vampire. Yeah, well, it's vampire. What had a some kind of plot it was vampires it's a disco it's a 70s it's a drive-in grindhouse movie and you just get a couple quick flashes of nudity
1: yeah but bored yeah, yeah.
0: cheerleader movies I was more. bored yeah it was that That was the big downfall it was quite boring we were kind of hoping you know like god is this, what is it over now come on hurry up get over with
1: yes please be done
0: uh, so
1: much like that film this portion of the podcast is complete and we shall move on yes <laughs>
0: There's not much else we can say about that. Uh, The next film we watched, God help us, uh, was one called Blood Theater.
1: Blood Theater, where butter isn't the only thing dripping on the popcorn.
0: 84, right in the peak of the 80s slasher horror movie, boom.
1: The trailer for this looked like it was going to be great. I mean, I mean, great, like fun, fun and interesting, which we would you would expect us to watch,
0: yeah, and And enjoy. The trailer comes up and we see Mary Warrenov, and it's like, okay, I'm in right there. Yeah, anything with Mary Warrenov in, I'm watching. Yes, indeed. Every time that theater's been opened, someone's been killed in it. I'm not saying that she needed the money, (laughs) or they were coming for her car. I'm just saying I think she owed somebody a favor. <laughs> She's the only thing in this worth a damn. It's This movie
1: was a bunch of high school people or maybe college people who wanted to make a movie. And somebody knew Mary Warnoff and made a movie. I think yeah. that's really what happened. Because yeah. it's that bad. I
0: take that back. She's not the only thing in it worth a damn. The old movie theater they're filming oh, in. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. It was gorgeous. Oh, it was huge. And it was big old time movie palace. Which unfortunately got torn down a few months after the film, that's, after them shooting in it. That's
1: just a tragedy. Yeah. So um, the the only person in this is Mary Warnov, right?
0: Yeah. Everybody else is just nobodies. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: nobody's being nobody that we've ever heard of before.
0: Yeah. And it looks like it's shot on video.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the special effects are laughable. Yeah. They use flash paper for explosions and things. Yep. Which, you know, flash paper is burns real quick like that it's not really even explosion the settings like i said the old movie theater fantastic beautiful when they go into the guy the manager's office it's like they just had this little room somewhere they put a desk in and and they put a little desk for mary warrenov to be a secretary which shouldn't be in a room that small with the man you know it's just bizarre i mean
1: you gotta do what you gotta do yeah well it's funny because the well okay everything about this movie is pretty funny because it's ridiculous. And but all of the signs and everything for the oh, the movies, the or, movie posters. They're all hand drawn by like, like a kindergartner. Yeah,
0: it's they're not And
1: they're supposed to be professional movie studio movie posters yeah. cuz it's supposed to be a real movie theater. Yeah. And they've got these insane movie and posters. And even the sign
0: on the desk on the door like manager's office or whatever. It looks like it was drawn with marker and st-
1: on on eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. This was it's, a no budget. Yes. That's Somebody what I'm saying. Somebody with some crayons and markers yeah. sat down and drew all this stuff. There's crap. no
0: way Mary Warren needed the money because they didn't have any money to pay her with.
1: No. And didn't you say pretty much everybody volunteered? Well, all the
0: extras in it worked for free. Nobody, they didn't get paid. I don't know about the principals. Yeah. But uh, they did everything on the sly. Uh, the With the scene of the cheerleaders at the high school mm-hmm. on the field. You know, that was filmed without permits or anything. Right. There's some other scenes like that filmed that way. The guy, Rick Sloan, was the writer, director, producer, cinematographer, editor, special effects guy, and did the music for the film.
1: I'm telling you, he just got together with some buddies and said, let's make a movie.
0: Yeah. Now, he also, though, later on after this, he did uh, Hobgoblins. And Hobgoblins too, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. And the Vice Academy series of movies okay. that had Linnea Quigley and a couple of them and Ginger Lynn, a few of them. Hmm. So it did something, you know.
1: Yeah. So we didn't actually say what the plot of
0: this is. Yeah, well, it, that's it's, because it's hard, to, it's to, hard to, to, to follow. It starts off with a kind of a flashback in an in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it gives the date or not. I don't um, know that it does. But, but the theater
1: is like, being used as like a a live yeah they're doing plays,
0: plays and movies like there's yeah. doing a there's a play going on and there's supposed to be a movie after it
1: mm-hmm. and and they're not making any money
0: no and something happens smoke starts coming out from under the stage we well, did
1: and, it on purpose he like he went oh, in and he? yeah he went in and caught the film and stuff on fire
0: okay we don't know why
1: no I don't think we do I think anyway, just people crazy. start running
0: out and then the old guy goes up and stabs the girl in the ticket booth mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Then and it then flashes it, forward to now, yeah. or 1984, and they're reopening the theater, or it's been reopened. Or no, yeah. no, 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 no. There's no. a, well, there's the a guy, sign. The guy, he runs another theater.
1: Yeah, there's a sign on this theater that says something like, $20,000 reward for anyone who opens this theater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so this guy runs apparently some kind of theater chain, and they bought this theater, and they're going to open it up. So he sends three of his top employees over to open this theater up. Yeah. And then they start experiencing weird. And then this this old guy, gray haired guy with he's mustache. a ghost. ghost. Well, is he? I mean, we don't. We it's think. never really. He shows up and starts stalking the people, but he's not the guy from the beginning of the movie. No, he's not. So it's like, who the hell is this guy? So,
1: but we think he's a ghost. We think yeah. there's some kind of haunting because then, like, plants fall from the the second floor onto yeah. the first floor by itself, and. Other doors start opening and closing by themselves. It's really cheesy stuff. But then people get stabbed, so it, we don't know. Yeah, we don't really have a nothing clue is what was clear happening. in
0: this movie. And there's one part where the manager guy is—it's trying to show that he's a creep. He's getting screener copies of movies and videotaping them, and then selling the. The tapes to make extra money right and he's going to a convention so he's gone for a day or two and he gets beat up on the street by these guys and they take his movies and it's like there's no reason for that to even happen you know <laughs> uh, i don't know it's weird but the funniest thing is one of the girls one of the employees of the theater her entire voice track has been redubbed yeah and it's obvious yeah it's like a bad kung fu movie i mean except that it matches her lips but the sound quality doesn't match anybody else mm-hmm. it
1: <laughs> it's horrendous it is
0: it is it is horrendous it's worth watching though to see that
1: yeah i mean this one is horrible but it, it's almost worth watching just to see some of the absurdity of this being a film at all they
0: even used they they put this uh uh, the camera on a skateboard for the dolly (laughs) shots dolly track or tracking shots well
1: that's creative
0: yeah Uh Um, (laughs) uh-huh some of the things i was reading about it before we started watching it it says some of the the interesting kills one guy gets electrocuted by i don't know you fall in by the big movie projector or something like that and it was just
1: he leaned against the projector and, and got electrocuted shaking. by something that wasn't supposed to even be electric, be able to electrocute yeah, him. And just start he just yeah, no starts shaking. Yeah, no special effects to it. Yeah, somebody was oh, be, the one that was that really sold me on watching the movie was the chick getting popcorned to death, yeah,
0: killed in the popcorn machine, and that's even bad. She's standing in a popcorn machine or something that's supposed to be a popcorn machine, and there's something popping popcorn up in front of her. Yeah, and I guess there's I don't know if there's steam or something, but it. It's not convincing. No. <laughs> it just doesn't like anything's happening. And it's
1: really fast. Except she's just she's, getting popcorn
0: yeah. thrown at her. Yeah. Yeah. It was Death by Popcorn. This is another one we watched on Plex. And I'm a sucker for any movie, horror movie especially, it takes place in a movie theater. So I had high hopes for at least enjoying this on some level. Yeah. And other than seeing Mary Waranov on screen, And of course, getting to see this old movie theater inside this old movie theater was great.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But the rest of it was just horrendous.
1: I think that might be insulting to the word horrendous.
0: It was another one. Like the first movie, Nocturna, we were like, okay, this can hurry up and get over with at any time. And it didn't.
1: No, it went on and on. And And people kept dying, but we don't really know. Yeah, and people would come and
0: go. Then there's like a big deal. There was no reason really why they were there. Yeah, there was a big deal
1: about having opening night, but I don't think anybody showed up for opening night, and then there was a... I don't even know what was happening. It was very, very confusing. And you know, the most annoying part to me was
0: the... Mary Warnoff didn't get naked?
1: Well, I mean, that would always be a good thing. Okay. But the high school drama idiocy that was going on... I can't stand that crap. Uh-huh. It didn't further the plot. It didn't do anything except show me idiots on the, the
0: screen. These people were morons.
1: Yes. I don't need to see that. It's boring and dumb.
0: Yeah, it was. It was boring. Yeah. It just didn't... Every level this thing failed.
1: It really did. It's very sad. Yeah.
0: I... I... But judge for yourself. Blood theater.
1: Blood theater. You make me sad.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the subtitle. <laughs> It was Nocturna, Dracula's Granddaughter is another title. And this one is Blood Theater, You Make Me Sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That nails it right there.
1: I really wanted to like it. Well, well, anyway.
0: Yeah, I was I was hoping hoping for something out of this.
1: All right, so look, we suffered through watching these two movies.
0: So you should, too. So
1: you should suffer through watching at least one of them, so someone will talk oh, no, to no, us you, about no, it. you need to watch
0: both of them. Watch we them watch both. both. Watch them both.
1: Somebody needs to talk to us about these movies, because we don't know anyone who's seen them.
0: Yeah. It's probably a reason for that.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe so. Or well, they won't
0: admit to have seen them. <laughs> True.
1: All right, well, I have talked as much as I can talk about these two pieces of art yeah yeah you know there's, so. not, there's
0: not often that we watch movies for this that we just really just don't like and I don't think I would revisit these uh,
1: but I don't think you mean absolutely will not because you will not
0: unless I was unless somebody came over and said hey let's watch I really want to see this and I'd go okay I, you know watch as long as you can but yeah I, just to see how long they could stick it out. Oh, you know?
1: yeah, maybe. That's true. All right. Well, yeah. I'm not going to watch it again. That's
0: about all I got for these two.
1: Yeah, that, that's it for me, too. Well, we have one thing left to do.
0: Yes. We must, as always, prove that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes.
1: Even. Two movies that are pretty horrendous. Crap. And I don't really want to relate them back to Planet of the Apes because I think that's insulting to Planet of the Apes. Yeah, but everything does. But everything revolves around Planet of the Apes and Rob has to prove it.
0: Yes, because much like The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which we discovered many, many years ago, that before that game came about, that you could connect anything back to the original Planet Apes uh, movies or series. So, here we go.
1: All right. So, as much as we like Mary Warnoff, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever done anything with Mary Warnov before. So, that's probably appropriate. So, why don't you try Mary
0: Warnoff? Okay. Mary Warnoff was in Death Race 2000 with David Carradine. David Carradine was in Lone Wolf McQuaid with Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris was in Good Guys Wear Black with James Franciscus, who was Brent in Beneath the Planet of the Apes.
1: <laughs> well, there you have it. <laughs> Once again, you have proven that the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes.
0: So it does. So go watch the original Planet of the Apes movies or the TV series or the cartoon. You'll enjoy a hell of a lot more in these two movies. Yes. And then watch the two movies that we talked about tonight.
1: And let us know what you think. Please do. Because I'm dying to hear somebody else's opinion I would.
0: (laughs) I would like to talk to somebody else that's seen these. Please (laughs) let us know. Well, that's about it. So till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night.
1: Good night. Am I never going to be her little yum yum, her schnoozy poozy, her schnapsy wapsy? Is she never going to molest me?